Psst, Steve. Yes? Hello? Steve. I, I don't alarm you, Steve, but there, there's a girl over there. <gasps> shh, shh, stay still. Uh, stay, think, their, vi- <laughs> their vision is based purely on movement. Stay perfectly still. Okay. Okay, what do I, we do? I'm shaking. I'm shaking. Shh, 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 shh. They can sense fear too. I read <gasps> it on the Wikipediums. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, Steve, play cool. Play cool. Play cool. I'm going to go try to talk to her, okay? Okay. Okay, okay. <clears throat> hey, girl. Hey. How are you living? <laughs> I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Lena. How's it going? Oh, it's not too bad. Not too shabby. Did you like my impression of a guy who doesn't know how to talk to girls? <laughs> it was very accurate. Did you have to draw on real life experiences? Fucking <laughs> too many to count, Lena. Lena, in the past when we've had special guests, we've had the luxury of actually knowing them beforehand. Yeah. Um, like Donal, we knew for years and he's a close friend. And Jer, if you listen to that episode that Jer appeared in, you'll know that he once had sex in my bed, which yeah. is like oh, as no, close yeah, as you can get to a guy. Yeah, we work about that, actually. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. What a rogue. So, but we don't really know you at all. We've never met I don't met know you person. either. It's very exciting. Yeah, I know, right? Although I have some information. I recently oh, got God. an Irish passport. So really we could be related at this point. No way. That's <laughs> we might no be way. friends, but we could be family. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All of us. Hilarious. Hang on. Are we responsible if you're Irish citizenship? Did you, did you put us down as like, like recommenders oh, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like you'll that? Get, you'll get a letter in the post. I think there's a nice oh, man coming around to interview. It's very exciting. No, oh, my mum's Irish, actually. And then oh, no because of, yeah, because of Brexit, she was like, no child of mine is getting stuck in this country. <laughs> um, so the country she, she emigrated to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she kind of like held me at knife point and I had to sign the form to say I was Irish. So, yep. so sorry about that, guys. That sounds, I don't know if I'm appropriate like your Irish, culture. That, that sounds like all Irish mammies. That makes sense. <laughs> it makes yeah. sense. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> That's how Steve and I both became Irish, actually. We're both from Argentina. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you I don't go. know if you can tell by the accents. Great accents. Yeah, yeah. You've really acclimatized. Hashtag you are yeah. Irish. I like yeah. it. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but because we don't know you and, and maybe our listeners don't know you, mm-hmm. I thought I could ask you a few questions just to kind of get to know who Lena Norms is. We can do that. Yeah. Is it a citizenship test? <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. going to have to sing it. the and Irish national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that. But if you do fail, we end up, we cut the podcast short and Steve and I will take it from there and we'll just get rid of you. So <laughs> okay, cool, no that's pressure. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, Richie, considering everyone can already read the, the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the first question is, do you have a better suggestion for the title of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What am title? What am branding? Yeah. What am capitalism? Go, exactly. It's, it's fucking hard, all right? <laughs> I came up with it when I was drunk and I never I actually like changed it. it. So <laughs> yeah. So the first question, yeah. pretty straightforward one. What Hogwarts house would you be in if you were to go to Hogwarts? Ooh, it's a good I one. am definitely a Hufflepuff. Oh, um, yeah, ditto. Me they too. Ha- ex- they have a round common room, okay, and it's right beside the mm-hmm. kitchen. Why would you not want to be in Hufflepuff? Why would you be in I a know, tower? They're, they're so chill. I know. They're the best. They're so chill. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag every day I'm huffling. Exactly. <laughs> I saw a tweet today, actually. Do you want to hear this tweet? Yeah. Hold on. It's about, I was looking at the We Are Irish hashtag and it says, um, Ireland is like Hufflepuff. We're not the smartest or the strongest or the most ambitious, but everyone is welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. I think that's quite that's, cute. That's perfectly sums it up, actually. Steve, what would you be? I think you're like a Slytherin. Yeah, I took the test. I'm Slytherin. Yeah, that, that all checks Ooh, out. Serious. 
<laughs> well, now we know a little bit more about you. <laughs> Probably also not a feminist. <laughs> Steve, you, you took the Pottermore uh, Hogwarts house test and you got like the secret fifth response, which is just wanker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second question, Lena. Mm-hmm. Georgia the Jungle or Austin Powers? <gasps> Georgia the Jungle. Yeah, there we Definitely. go. She can stay. What a man. Yeah, what a man. It's those, exactly. it's those glistening, shiny olive oil abs. That's what it is. I really like his de- demonstration of masculinity. His interpretation to me is is perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You think he's a feminist? Probably. Definitely more than Lionel. That Lionel yeah. guy that she almost met. Definitely more so than Austin Powers. My God. <laughs> what a guy. Austin Powers yeah. isn't a feminist? He's effeminate. <laughs> very close. <laughs> but yeah. very different. Ah, I see. It's all about pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last question. So I know you're an avid reader and you have a podcast that's based around reading and we'll we'll touch on that later on. But I thought Mm -hmm. the last question we could close out is, you know, about reading. So Mm -hmm. if you could only read one book for the rest of your life, which Goosebumps book would it be? (laughs) I am literally afraid of the dark. I've never read a Goosebumps book. Fun fact. Seriously? Yeah. Can I I make a recommendation? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so they have, so there's like, there's dozens of them and they're, they're, they're all great. Um, the Choose Your Own Adventure ones in particular are mm-hmm. wonderful. I love them. Yeah, they're okay, fantastic. maybe I'll so try one. The f- yeah, so mm. the first time, the first the, the first Goosebumps book, book I ever read was one of the Choose Your Own Adventures one, mm-hmm. but um, I fucked it up. Uh, I didn't know how it worked the first time I read it. I don't know why I chose it, I was super young, but um, I was reading it for about eight minutes and then a Yeti ate me and... <laughs> Like in the story, not in real life. Yeah. And then uh, I got really... <laughs> the book and all. I got re- <laughs> yeah. And then I got really upset because uh, I thought I did it wrong and I wasn't allowed to finish the rest. Like oh, that no. was the end of the book. <laughs> yeah. And, and I put the like, book down. What a waste of money. Oh. I never even- <laughs> Yeah, that was it. I was like, oh no, I got in by a Yeti. Oh, it's over. that's so adorable. Well, I'll try and get braver and read them. But you know Jer's girlfriend, Sana? Yep. Yeah. She took me to the London vaults on like a special tour that was like a ghost tour. And I had to be taken mm-hmm. out halfway through and wait on the plastic chairs outside because I got too scared. Oh. <laughs> and she was like, you That's... pussy. <laughs> and like left me. Oh. She just continued with the tour without me. And I sat in the reception oh, like, oh, wow. oh. But anyway. Oh. Um, yeah. So I think three questions. I think we know everything we need to know about, you know. That's yeah. a good summary. Um, so Steve, are we ready to go to the news? Yeah, we'll go with them. Um, since we called the the super special um, episode we did during the week "What on Happening," let's call this entire segment "What on Happening" now as well. Sounds great. <laughs> it only took us it only took us eleven episodes to figure out that that's the segue. <laughs> that's that's the one to do it. Hey, we still haven't figured out what podcasting is or how it works. So <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, that's true. We'll get there eventually, someday. So the. Biggest thing that happened this week, I guess, is that um, Lena's country, or, well, only half country now since she decided to defect as well, um, they've <laughs> decided to call it a snap general election. We did a special on that. You guys can check it out if you want to. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we like nothing really much has changed in the past week. They're still all kind of running around like headless chickens, including the Conservative Party, because only three people knew that she was going to do it. Um, so just wondering, Lena, what's it like living in the land of crazy politics constantly <laughs> happening? And this, is, this um, isn't directed at Richie for once. Oh, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Like, yes, all of our countries are fucked. Um, I love that you called it a snap general election because it does feel like Theresa May has just looked in our faces and gone, ha, general election. I didn't election. make that up. I didn't make that <laughs> up. Like, that's that's like, the actual one, term. One, two, three, snap. Um, <laughs> yeah, it feels kind of terrifying. Um, it, it's, it's, it makes sense. 
I kind of thought that she might. Um, it's like it's kind of like when you're playing chess and you hate your opponent, but she doesn't move, and you're like, ah, oh, good move, good move, because the, the Labour Party's in such a bad place at the moment. Um, and I think genuinely, after people realise that she has no idea how to execute this Brexit, uh, they wouldn't vote for her. So now is probably the best time. It's kind of like proposing to somebody before they know you properly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, like, I'm going to get that commitment in there early um, before I really fuck things up or you know truly who I am. Uh, so, I mean, like, in some ways I'm like, great move, Teresa, uh, but I also hate her. So we'll see. <laughs> um, but I've now become a paid member of the Labour Party um, oh. for, my, for my sins. <laughs> um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I might leaflet, are actually. You, we'll see. Are you a glutton for punishment then? <laughs> always, always. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, oh. it's, it looks like it's going to be pretty bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, like people are predicting maybe 130 new seats for the Conservatives, most of which are going to have to come from the Labour Party. But then again, other Ooh. people are saying that like the places that Labour have seats, they are really, really strong. So you're going to have to steal maybe 15 or 20,000 votes off them in each constituency. And like it isn't it isn't so easy to do. It's just as simple as, oh, Jeremy Corbyn isn't like that well. So that means I'm not going to vote for this. Labour MP who my grandparents have been voting for and everyone has always voted for I'm suddenly going to switch to that party that I've always hated so it might yeah. not turn out as bad as everyone predicts but it's certainly not going to be good yeah no I agree what's the coverage like been over there of this ah, have well, people, what have been, people been saying about us <laughs> um, well like in Ireland they kind of just regurgitate the, bird, the the news that goes on in the UK so we just we watch with a little bit of an impassive view and we keep on sighing saying nobody ever thinks of Ireland because <laughs> Northern Aww. Ireland is, is like they don't even have their own regional parliament yet and they're already having to do like the national election before they get that sorted out and like she didn't mention the Northern Ireland border once in her speech and, and no one has mentioned it so far it's all just the rambling on about the usual stuff so we're just kind of like, oh, we're going to get forgotten again and we're just going to have to clean up the shit that the UK leave behind, oh, as usual. The Eeyores of the British Isles. Oh, yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. First, first mistake. You can't see you have an Irish citizen now. You can't call it the British Isles anymore. Oh, no. Is that bad? <laughs> it is. It is. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I thought the British Isles was the geography thing. It's only the geography thing because the people who used to draw the geography books were the people who said that they owned the whole thing. Well, they were men, so we can't trust them anyway. That's true. Bunch <laughs> yeah, of exactly. fucking Don't look bastards. at me. <laughs> you were oh. Irish and a woman. <laughs> I know. Cursed. So the other news is that tomorrow, um, I guess you guys are going to be listening to the podcast on Tuesday. We're recording on Saturday. So then on Sunday, oh, that's a whole load of different dates I just said there the um, French are going to be going to the polls in their first round of the presidential election and mm. they just like everyone else in the world their politics is totally messed up as well at the moment hooray they yeah this pen woman sounds horrible Marine Le Pen yeah, yeah she's not even a real she's not even a real Marine <laughs> is she a real pen? <laughs> she's I got, don't know where you're getting at with this <laughs> like a Marine soldier <laughs> or like yeah. a ballpoint pen Okay, both of those jokes deserve silence. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, she is, she's a bad person. Let's just say that she is in cahoots with Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin and all the lovely people around the world that we we have gotten very used to not liking over the last couple of years. She is up there. She's a far right leader. She pushes Islamophobia, anti-immigration as being her platform. She says France would be so much better if we just got rid of all the people that weren't French. Never minding the fact that like all this shit was just invented a couple of hundred years ago by people who just wanted to make it up for their own reasons. And mm. she is doing pretty well. She is second in the polls to behind a guy called Macron, 
who actually he's really interesting. He's like a centrist. He says he doesn't believe in left wing or right wing. He just want to do what the right idea is. And he doesn't belong to a party. He was the minister for the economy in the last government, but he didn't actually join the party. And he left pretty quickly when he realized that it was going downhill. He's doing pretty well. He's kind of top. And then there's a couple of other um, regular party guys who aren't doing so well. There's one guy called Fillion. Oh, I wish I knew someone that could actually speak French. Um, that sounded pretty good. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts where like I've, like American commentators trying to comment on this stuff. Is, it makes me feel better. Fillion. <laughs> Francois Fillon. <laughs> <laughs> so he is from the Republicans, um, the right wing party. He isn't so hot a guy. He's kind of campaigning on a like small C conservatism, like trying to push back against um, equal marriage and a couple of other little niggly things. But he's not as bad as Marine Le Pen. And mm-hmm. he is actually, despite the fact that he was caught paying his kids and his wife to work for him in jobs that didn't exist, from the public coffers, he's actually doing okay. He's third. What kind of jobs? Hmm. I want to know like, the jobs. Political jobs, like assistant to oh, him no, like in the parliament water. or something. Like that. <laughs> dog walker. <laughs> well, it's, like, basically, what? he may as well have written what? that down because they didn't do anything. Fuck. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but it didn't hurt him because apparently that doesn't matter. So that's the French election. Um, we'll find out, I guess, on Monday who's going to, after they have this first round of elections, um, to win the French presidency, you have to get 50% of the vote so everyone's kind of assuming that no one of those people is going to get 50%. So they're going to have to go again um, with the two people who got the most votes. And then between the two of them, whoever gets the most votes ends up winning. So everyone's kind of stuck. Fuck. Like it, yeah. it isn't a great system. So if you didn't vote for one of the two people who run, you're kind of forced to vote for someone that you didn't want to become the president of your country. I don't really like that system. So is no, it like alternative no voting where you then have to say who your second choice would be? No, I don't no, get it. Because you, it's, it's, it's a two-round system. So in the first round, you vote for whoever you want. Oh, out God, of, you think, have to leave your house twice. Yeah, Effort. <laughs> I thought it should be like, number one. No, no, if that doesn't work, number like, plan B. Like, just do it on no, one form, the, guys. That's the Irish system, you that's see. It. Yeah, we, we got that down. We saw it, we were like, oh, Jesus, not getting back out again for that. Yeah. It's oh, all no. ahead of you, Lena. <laughs> yeah, so we'll find out. Hopefully, hopefully, the bad person doesn't win. Cool. Next news story, Steve, or is there more? Yeah, news? we've already we've already mentioned um, the 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 t- next topic. And um, we are Irish is a hashtag that was started by a lady called Una Kavanagh, who is she was born in Vietnam, but she was adopted by um, a couple from Kerry, and mm-hmm. basically she became an, an Irish kid raised by these people. And then. given the most Irish name anyone's ever been given ever. Absolutely, that is like <laughs> you, you cannot get any more Irish than Una. It's Ka- all in the Kavanagh, name, like, isn't it? Paddy yeah. O'Brien and Una Kavanagh would be like the two standardized Irish people that would walk out if you were to say. I something. once knew Steve a uh, Paddy Fitzpatrick. Oh. And for those in the know, you'll know that Paddy that just basically means Patrick Fitzpatrick. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, what what's this hashtag about? Um it's well she she was just trying to she was just trying to spread some goodwill online, just trying to say, hey, look, here's people that may not necessarily look at what you would expect someone that's called Una Kavanagh or Patrick Fitzpatrick to look like, but mm-hmm. are Irish, absolutely. They've been lived and raised and most of the time born here. And mm-hmm. that maybe you shouldn't just define Irishness based on whoever's ancestors happened to hug onto this tiny island on the off the coast of Europe for or three or four thousand years if you can even prove that because god only knows what happens after a couple mm-hmm. of records down the line unless you're the queen of england but then even then she's german so <laughs> well anyway una was trying to say that basically if you call yourself irish and you want to be irish you should be irish and mm-hmm. because the internet is 
quite often a terrible and despicable place. And what happened was it was essentially a massive culture war between people who agreed with Una's point of view and people who disagreed because basically they're bigots. Mm. And they started responding with avatars who um, were made up of like the Republican leaders from back in 1916. So like avatar called at Tom Clark or at Patrick Pierce would start saying, you're not like, oh, multiculturalism is this and that. And no, you're taking it down and this and that. And basically just being horrendous. Yeah. Something that was just supposed to be like a nice goodwill thing. Yeah. Not cool. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I read an article on it and I saw some of the responses um, from both sides. And some of the people who, again, were of maybe they had like uh, Asian ancestry or, or Middle Eastern ancestry, but um, or, you know, or Irish now. And they were commenting and they were commenting in flawless Irish. And I was reading it going, I don't know what they just said. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm by on the other side of this. I am the quintessential Irish person, but I don't know what that person just said. And I'm also in California right now. This person is far more Irish than I am on paper. <laughs> so, you know, it's all relative, really. Exactly. And yeah, it's a, it, it was really, it really, it was kind of, I think everyone was kind of taken aback by just how much of a, how much of a, like how much, how many bad people the world, there were out there willing to jump onto this racial thing because we, we were kind of yeah. hoping that Ireland was getting away with it, that we weren't getting this kind of, this kind of like, mm. this, this reaction against it. Yeah, I was looking up census results and Ireland is still so, so, so like Caucasian, like Catholic white is the, is like the predominant thing. But then even just like Caucasian in general, it's like above 90% from the sources that I saw, um, which is, you know, wow. it's pretty, <laughs> sk- yeah, it's pretty I didn't realize skewed. it was, yeah. Yeah. And like it, to a point, like there's, because you have so many people on such a small island that have similar um, backgrounds and occupy a similar demographic, it kind of led to this, you know, Ireland's a very friendly place and we mm. tend to have one uniform sense of humor across the whole country. And, and that, I think that kind of plays into the whole, um, sense of national pride is like, if you meet an Irish person when you're, you know, in a different country and you bond and it turns out you might know someone because you're all so interconnected. But the negative side of that, I think is this very insular, sometimes I guess a little bit bigoted, uh, view of yeah. the rest of the world, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. That's that's the quiet that's the quiet reaction to it. But I mean, the the point of the Twitter thing was that you had people actually trying to politicize it openly by yeah. like by trying to turn it into the same kind of movement of what you see going on with the alt right in the United States and I guess whatever was behind UKIP in the UK. So yeah. I'm just really hoping, like, I really hoping it doesn't go down that road. Yeah, it was. Just, I usually over here, I'm like proud to call myself Irish, but reading that whole article, I kind of took a step back from that. Mm. I think it's like it sounds like a lot of people who like take pride in being in small communities, which which can be like very like an intimate thing, um, but it can also be quite insular. And it's really weird to see it then vocalized on Twitter, <laughs> which I see is yeah. to me, I see Twitter as a really liberal space. <laughs> and then I'm like, look at some of the stuff people have tweeted on that hashtag. And I'm like, wow. What yeah. do you mean? Liberal is in like people with the yeah, same I don't know, people like pr- people who are progressive and open-minded and on the internet that's the bubble yeah i know it's, it's lies do you want to hear a really horrible tweet from this hashtag that i saw which i think is quite interesting no. okay hey lena <laughs> like no, no. <laughs> do you want to hear this horrible thing no lena <laughs> hey do you want to see a gross thing it's kind of like a kid being like do you want to see a gross thing like picking their nose and showing it to you <laughs> like do you want to no i'd rather see that no yeah do that lena <laughs> I mean, just turn your cameras on. Oh. No, it's not funny. Sorry. <laughs> Go on, what's the tweet? Um, it says, um, liberals, dot, dot, dot. Colonialism <laughs> is wrong. Also liberals. Africans can take over Ireland. It's fine. P- 
take one, idiots. Hashtag we are Irish. But my favourite thing oh. about this tweet is it's tweeted from somebody whose screen name is wife with a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> which I really enjoyed what? and then it's like her with her hand on her chin looking really innocent and then like the actual handle is a purposeful wife <laughs> I really enjoy oh. her I think we'd be friends yeah oh anyway in other Irish news um, we got this thing called an Irish citizens assembly so we got a tendency in Ireland to have a lot of referendums I know you guys in the UK have had one recently and you're still shaking afterwards yeah yeah we, we tend to have like at, le- at least one or two every year <laughs> I mean, it's uh, yeah, good. It's, it's kind of like having like a family meeting when something's going wrong. It's like, right, round the table. I think it's quite yeah. nice. We need to talk about Kerry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if this only. is an intervention for Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do? Cut it off. Wait, oh, so wait, one second. Sorry, it's really for American listeners. Uh, Kerry is a county. It's also a girl's name in America. So <laughs> we don't, don't, we're not picking on Kerry. So yeah, many, many all of Ireland got to... <laughs> This one girl Over. from Athlone is like, listen, Kerry, you know, shh, don't even start, okay? Uh, go on, what, what's happening anyway? Um, yeah, so the Citizens' Assembly is the thing that the government uses to fob off things that it doesn't want to actually talk about, um, like um, political reform. And the biggest one that they've been pushing for the last two governments has been abortion. So, Lena, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in Ireland, um, abortion is actually in the Constitution. It's being illegal. Mm-hmm. And we had to... Heard about that. We had, <laughs> yeah, we had to have um, we had to have basically someone die a couple of years ago to actually change the law to allow it to happen in cases where the mother's life is at risk. So it's massively controversial. It's not going away. And today, the Citizens' Assembly... Actually, I got the news wrong. First, I thought that they had voted to have a referendum on repealing it because... It's not a good idea, whatever about your laws, it's not a good idea to have a permanent thing written into your constitution of your country that this is what we all believe because countries don't work like that. It only only feckin' theocracies that are run by crazy popes run work like that. And unfortunately, that's still what we're working on. And I thought that they had voted to allow a referendum to get rid of it altogether, but no, they said we want to have a referendum to reduce how how strict it is, which is basically, it's a total disaster because there's no way an actual referendum could happen based on that because you just have people killing each other over what form of abortion you want to have and then asking the entire public to vote on it is like, if you can just imagine the debate as it it stands in countries where you have to get politicians to decide, if you were to ask every single person in this country how they thought that abortion should be um, regulated and and legal, legalized or not, then yeah, you can just imagine. Basically, I don't think anything's ever going to come of this. And unfortunately, I thought it was good news, but it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, uh, when you sent your notes beforehand, it sounded like it was good news. But. So someone got really excited on Twitter in my liberal bubble. Libable, libable, my libable, libable. So, like, can I ask a stupid question? What? Please, yeah, yes, that's, that's what we're all about. Have you never listened to this show before? <laughs> that's literally what I'm You're here like, for. Literally the whole of the content. What do women do who want abortions in Ireland? Do they just do they, they, get they, a, they, they get it? Go what do they do? Do they go abroad? No, no. What? They get on an air. They get on an airplane or they go to the UK. Basically, oh, four, four, over I four and see. a half thousand women. We have the exact same numbers of women who get abortions as any other liberal country. Every oh, other really? liberal, it does, progressive it's not, democracy. It, do, it doesn't actually prevent, like, it, not at all. Fuck. It just, it just it, like makes it more traumatic. It makes yeah. it more difficult and, and, and it, does, it might and inaccessible. It, yeah, it makes it more expensive. And, and there are like, I guess, of course, I'm saying that it, you could just get in a plane, but of course, there are women that can't afford to do that, or it's not possible, mm. or you leave it too late, and it's just not possible. So yeah, I'm sure there are many people that aren't able to 
to terminate when they want to terminate and have yeah. to carry on with the, well, with like, the pregnancy. We, we would have preferred not to. So, but apart from that, there are still four and a half thousand women, which works out as way too many. Mm. We basically just ignore it, brush over it and pretend that it's not happening, which Aww. is the Irish way. <laughs> I really feel like I'm being initiated into the culture. I'm, ex- I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of it has to do with giving out about being Irish. Yeah. So Lena, would you say that that's one of the big issues in feminism at the moment? <laughs> Segway. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> really smooth. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of them. I think, um, I'm not actually sure when abortion was legalised in the UK, but it's always been legal um, as long as I have been around. But I did learn that marital rape, so like... The fact that it would be illegal to rape your wife um, only was um, made illegal in 1991. <laughs> so, Jesus, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was that's pretty common throughout the whole world. Okay. Actually, it's pretty disgusting. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like very recent. Um, I, yeah, like abortion is a big issue. Um, there's lots of them. We could. I don't know where to. St- I don't know where you want to start. <laughs> well, we usually start by asking the question. Richie gets to ask a question. <laughs> I get to ask the question, Lena. God damn it. <laughs> Go on then. Hey, Lena, what am feminism? <clears throat> um, feminism is the um, belief that women should be equal to men in social, political and economic situations of all kinds. That was not an official definition, but it's in the one in my head. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's... Yeah. music. I'm pretty sure that's... I yeah. mean, okay, thanks for listening, guys. Okay, we'll <laughs> be back next week. With- that's the text. Um, yeah. Do you want to... You know Catelyn Moran, who is my hero? Um, her, her, She has five rules of feminism. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Number one, women sure. are equal to men. Number two, don't be Sounds a dick. Right. <laughs> Number three, that's it. <laughs> and that's the five rules of feminism. <laughs> That's no, amazing. no, wait, that's it. I was actually waiting for number four. It's, it's the kind of thing that's of like, amazing. you think there's loads of rules. And it's like, don't be a dick. Women and men are equal. That's it. Don't overthink it. Um, it's like, yeah, I know. So like, I think like, I think the point is that like, while whatever we're going to talk about in this podcast could be like perceived as quite like either academic or just like thinking about it quite a lot. Or there's a lot of like words and concepts involved. Like that is literally it. Like that's, that's it. And anyone can be a feminist. You don't need to understand any of the concepts we're going to talk about because it's quite simple. But yeah, I think that's kind of like, it's, it's worth, it's worth it. Like I've been learning about it on an academic level, but that doesn't, it doesn't mean that I was less of a feminist before I knew that. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, well, do you want to take us through like, I guess the, what, what the academics would have identified as like the movements in the history and like where it kind of came from, especially yeah, like I'll be really brief the political because side Because one, <laughs> I don't know that much. And two, um, I think it's like useful to have the concepts in your head. If you're like moving through life, you don't really need to know all the dates or all the names, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, first, sure. like the sure. idea of the waves yep. of feminism is really interesting because <laughs> one, it kind of sounds like there's some kind of like weird ocean that's rising. I don't know. To me, it sounds like what, like, do you guys think it's a weird like way of saying it? I, like when you said waves of feminism, I just imagined a bunch of women just waving at me. <laughs> it's like waves, like, like hula dancing. <laughs> you, yeah. Tell me, tell me, do you, like, what do you guys understand of feminism first? Like I want to, and like, yeah. Like, what do you guys think of it? Or like, I don't know. Like, do you know about the waves? I don't know. I, I don't know an awful lot about the, we, I did a little bit of sociology in college and we touched on it a bit, but I don't have any hard and fast dates and stuff embedded in my brain. One of the most recent um, 
definitions and the kind of how I've been thinking about it in my head actually came from the Rubber Bandits. I don't know if you know the Rubber Bandits. <laughs> no. They're uh, the comedy music duo from Limerick who wear plastic bags on their head. But they <laughs> sound amazing. Don't write them off just based off that description. They're actually pretty my damn intelligent. My first destination and, in Ireland and, is going to be Limerick. <laughs> That's done. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But uh, one of the guys from Rubber Bandits went on the Late Late Show, R- uh, RT's um, like biggest talk show. And was talking about feminism and how he felt that like pe- the men in rural communities in Ireland really, really, really need feminism. Um, and he described it as not about um, bigging up women over men or coming on too strong in, in that direction. Like it's not about overcorrection per se. It's just about addressing a historical imbalance. Um, and that's kind of how I've been viewing it in my head and structuring it in my, in my, in my own head. But to be honest, in terms of like an actual academic history of the subject, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm really lacking. <laughs> That's cool. It's not that interesting anyway. No, it is. Um, I think as well, like, it's like, <laughs> like, don't worry, it is. Um, there's been many films about it, jokes that haven't been. Um, but no, um, I don't know. I think like an interesting point about like when you are like called out for something or when people disagree online, like I was like listening to uh, The Guilty Feminist, if you heard of this podcast. The Guilty Feminist. No. Oh my God. It's the most amazing podcast ever. Um, it's, yeah, anyway. Um, uh, I would sorry, recommend- Lena. I'm going to try and not take offense by that statement. Okay. <laughs> it's the second <laughs> most amazing podcast. Um, I mean, it's the best podcast by women. We'll say it that way. How's that? Fine, fine. We can accept <laughs> that. Can we can accept that. Fine, fine. I guess. If you're going to define me as a man, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, in, in that she talks about like being called out or like feeling like you've been told that you're wrong. And it's, she's kind of like, mm-hmm. the most important thing is to show that you don't want to kill somebody. You want to change their mind. So it's like, you know, when you're being, when you're being called out for something or when you're being told you're, you're, you're wrong about something, you can either feel like that person wants to have a conversation with you and like open dialogue and just, you know, maybe change your mind or they actually just want you dead. <laughs> And I think like a misconception of like a lot of feminists is that not that they want to like change minds or like talk to people is that they actually just want all men to be dead. (laughs) And that's like a horrific stereotype that I think, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's interesting because it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. And do you feel that's like shifting ever? Like that perception is shifting or there's a lot of work to be done there? Definitely. I think um, because we're really changing our idea of what gender even is. I think it's really easy to like stop having two base camps and stop having like right. men are from Mars, women from Venus. But I don't know, like I'm interested, like, do you guys consider yourselves feminist? Are you like, like, how do you feel about it? Um, do you feel like I got a, intimidated I got a, by it? Or like, I got a funny the... one about that. Share, share. Um, my, my wife listens to this podcast and one of the first arguments that we had was over whether or not men can call themselves feminists. Ooh. Um, yeah. I'm not allowed to call myself a feminist. Because she's, she's a feminist. Um, she's very much a feminist. Uh, it's like part of her core identity and she lists, she reads about it, writes about it, has discussion groups about it. And part of what um, her and the people that think like her have come down with, if that men are allowed to call themselves feminists, then they will come in and they'll try and co-opt the movement. And it's not as helpful. Basically, it's, it's that they need to do this for themselves. And the best thing that men can do is basically not be dicks, but they don't necessarily need to call themselves feminists to be able to do that. They can just say that they can empathize with feminism. So, okay. I would, I'm new- on the other hand, like I would take the other tactics and say I would, even though I know I just mm. said, I don't have an awful lot of the, like the dates embedded in my mind or the mm. different historical movements. But in terms of my personal ideology and how I like to live every day, um, I would consider myself a feminist. Like I was lucky enough to have an older and younger sister growing up and I've got a wonderful girlfriend. I feel like I've had 
all these wonderful positive female forces in my life and my ideology and how I try to make those kind of decisions every day is kind of based off honoring that and yeah, to that end definitely. I would call myself a feminist and if if again I'm not super good on the terminology or the history mm. behind it but to that end as I perceive it I would call myself that yeah and I think it's a, a prerequisite of it is isn't to know the dates do you know what I mean it's like you feel the effects of feminism and you can appreciate it and you don't, you don't have to know all the academic stuff I don't think but then I think as well oh like it's God. really interesting don't worry <laughs> Um, just in the, in the way that like I could vote Labour, but I don't have to know the history of the Labour Party. I can just look at Labour and go, that looks like a great idea. Much better than Theresa May. They are throwing a better party. <laughs> I will be attending actually, the Labour Party. <laughs> like, you know. On a segue about, on a segue about that, actually, um, what do you think about the fact that most of the um, w- w- uh, political leaders who are women tend to come from the right? <sighs> Angela Merkel, Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> Theresa May. Um, I think that, okay, 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 just going out on a limb here, might not be able to back it up, who can say? Um, I would say that conservative values aim to conserve things inherently. One of the things they like to conserve are gender performances and ways that you perceive gender. And in the Conservative Party, women who enact traditionally male traits and are seem to be kind of mean will win seats because people who can vote conservative can also maybe have a bias in their heads where they they value male traits or how they're perceived does that make sense so also like i feel like theresa may i think it's like something worse than having like a man in power and never having a woman is having a woman in power who isn't a feminist i can't think of like a worse (laughs) i'm basically like why um yeah, so having I a mean, drunk toddler in power. Oh God! Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, not a feminist. Poor Melania. Um, just like hashtag pray, pray for Melania. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even um, think of Donald Trump. I was just thinking of like about? a drunk three-year-old up there. Oh my God! No, <laughs> no I was literally just like, like, oh, you mean Donald Trump? <laughs> no, I'm just being um, like. <laughs> No, I'm being well. liter- I'm being very literal. Like, what's worse than that? I was like, I'll be pretty catastrophic if a drunk infant got up there and tried to lead a country. Yeah, nah, Britta, you're already in the worst situation. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just trying to make myself feel better. You're like, no. Yeah. Um. On the on the topic of like male feminism, um, like I I think the thing that I realized like like when I I don't know, kind of like during university or something, I like had this realization in my head where I was like, oh my God, feminism means that actually I don't really have to have anything in common with other women. Does that really make as much sense? And like part part of the joys of like understanding feminism and understanding that gender isn't like that real is that I'm like, I could disagree with a woman and that's fine. And that's not, you know, and not having to agree on everything in feminism as long as you're I don't know, still working towards the same goal. So like, I believe that oh, men can be feminists and like, I kind of like think that owning the term is a good thing. Um, but I think it's really interesting, like when you compare it with the ideology of race. So like with, with, with race, with racism, um, if you are like against racism, that's literally what you are. You don't have to take it on as an identity and you're not the person who, it, I don't know what the word would be, but you'd be like fighting for equality, but you wouldn't be an equalitist. Do you know what I mean? So like the idea of taking something on as an identity is only, only happens when we talk about gender, you know, unless you are a racist, which is a negative connotation that you take onto your identity. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? So it's like, we haven't gone it's really to that weird. Yet, but yeah, Steve, Steve, Steve is a racist. You're like, yes, racist. Um, but yeah, I think I think I understand why it's hard for some people to either take it on or realize that other people are taking it on because it 
it then becomes part of their identity. And that, f- that oh, where, can feel sorry, differently. Where do you stand on that, Lena? Like, do you feel like men can call themselves? A hundred percent. In my mind, per, just personally, I think it's really important that they do. Um, mm-hmm. Because then it, it kind of takes some onus and like some like, right, this is now part of my identity. I need to do something rather than being like an armchair <laughs> kind of um, supporting, you know, like, oh, I'll watch you guys do your feminist thing, but I'm not really like part of which obviously like that's not what, what when you say you're not a feminist that doesn't mean that's what you're doing but there is like I think the kind of implicit attitude can change if you say I am a feminist because then you have to live up to it yeah. whereas otherwise you, yeah. yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know it's, a, it's an interesting I don't know oh, who knows well, to risk re- to risk rehashing the same argument whenever um, Patricia my wife does <laughs> listen to this I do call myself a feminist <laughs> because I think it I think it's a I think it's a term that you would use like socialist or like it's it's a, like there is it's a political implication. And if you want to mm. identify yourself with the movement, what else can you call yourself? Yeah. It takes too long to explain. I, I agree with feminism, but I don't <laughs> want to call myself a feminist because I don't want to take away from the movement of women. It's just quicker yeah. to say it. It's a matter of semantics. Just get the terminology out of the way. Steve is a feminist sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound like a Nazi sympathizer or something like that. Or it sounds like you're going, Or it sounds like you're going, Aw, well done, Aww, guys. Feminism. Sympathy. Um, so bad. Yeah. Um, do I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Lena, can I just like, like just take an aside to say, I, I like prior, Stephen knows this, prior to this um, episode, I was really, really nervous oh, about no, this why? subject. Uh, because, but we make it look like, so okay, fun. My job, my job, <laughs> My job on this podcast is to like try and use levity to, 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 you know, throw in a few jokes and make a heavy topic feel a little bit more accessible. Yeah. But when it came to like this subject where like people are genuinely marginalized and people really care about this stuff and there's an awful lot of um, big movements and sad stories all encompassed within this subject, I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, make light of it too much. I don't want to, you know. And so, I, I would say something. And I feel I, like that's something I carry with my with me every day as well, that like if I do have any oh hesitancy no. ever around the topic of feminism in terms of like joining in in an academic sense, it is around coming across as naive or ignorant or misinformed. Mm. Um, and do you think like there's ways guys can get over that who would identify as feminists but kind of have this hesitancy around outwardly expressing it? Yeah, like 100%. I think... Like, again, it's it's really, like, important to, like, not be scared of talking about it because I think it's, like, worse to, like, say, say like, so I'm straight, right? And my, my friend, I have a lot of friends that are not straight and they identify as LGBTQ. And, like, me not asking about it when it's such a big part of their lives, I think can be worse than me asking the wrong thing. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you want to yeah, be... Yeah, at like, least because the least discussion's happening then. Yeah, yeah, I think, like, I think a way of valuing people is to be curious about what is affecting them and I, I think that right. people who are intelligent and like know what they're you know know what the goal of feminism is will be really happy that you're asking and like if they're not yeah. happy that you're asking then like I mean there might That's be a, a good feminist they'll be a bad person you'd be a good feminist or a bad person like it's all it's all possible <laughs> um but like yeah like yeah I didn't I didn't ever think yeah I don't know and also it can be super fun and funny although I did just google before we came on this podcast I was like we need some jokes so I googled like <laughs> fun feminist facts <laughs> There aren't any fun feminist facts. Did you know that 1% of all the land in the world is owned by women? That's not a fun... That's what oh, came up when I googled fun, fun feminist fact. Hey, was fun in quotes in that sentence? <laughs> we need more like fun feminist pub quizzes. Or like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll cause see. Because usually I do that, like I'll try and think of like funny topics or funny segues or little jokes 
when it comes to like for the, each of the subjects we're talking about. With this one, I just kind of clenched. Clench is a poor choice of word. <laughs> I mean, I we can make period jokes. I don't know if, I don't know if, if the want. content is uh, sorry, Helene. I don't know if the content is going to be um, funny, but I believe that Lena has come armed with her own segment for this for you, Richie. <laughs> do we want to go into that now? <laughs> I think so. Okay, let's do um, that then. <laughs> well, no. So we have like a feminist glossary. <laughs> Right. If you want to, that sounds no, no, really that's fun. Not, that's not what it was called. You, you called it something else. Oh, like the oh oh yeah, um, femic fem femictionary, which is a new term we're coining on this podcast. Femictionary rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the patriarchy problem is that most of these words probably don't exist in the actual dictionary because the dictionary was written by men. <laughs> that's where the dick came from. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> the femictionary is going to be some uh, like common used feminist phrases or words and we're going to talk about them because i think before we don't go like if we don't go through those we won't be able to talk about the rest of it does that make any sense Sounds good yep. and they're quite great. yeah so okay so the first thing i want to talk about is the bechdel test <laughs> have you guys heard of yes. this <laughs> yes what, yes what do you know this. tell me what you know about the bechdel test or don't depending it on is, if you've only heard of it yeah I, I could be getting some of the finer details wrong but That's it's cool. in a, a movie or tv show or some piece of um, like a visual medium piece is considered to pass the Bechdel test if two female characters spend more than a certain amount of time talking about a subject that's not involving them um, a man and it's like yeah. separate from like love interest and that kind of thing it's like having an independent conversation relevant to the story that's not based around a man is that exactly exactly yeah pretty much so Alison Alison Bechdel is a cartoonist who's really cool and she she wrote a series called Dykes to Watch Out For which I can really highly recommend nice. it's a hilarious if you're looking for like feminist jokes they're there um, yeah. so she invented this test for films and basically there's three rules um, two women have to be named <laughs> so they, they have to be two women who are named um, the second rule is that so they have like to it's not like babe A and hot girl B yeah, they can't just be like swanning in with their, with their hair um, they have to talk to each other and they also have to talk about something that isn't a man. <laughs> so they're actually like three really hard things to achieve. So um, I'm going to give you a quiz. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to yes. read out three films. <laughs> um, you oh, can no. tell me which one of them doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Okay, ready? Go ahead. Austin Rock- Powers. <laughs> no way. Nailed it. George the Jungle. Those are the only two movies we know, Lita. <laughs> like, do you have movies in Ireland? <laughs> We get them when you guys are finished with the VHS tapes. <laughs> you post them over. Amazing. So the three films are Rocky, Toy Story, and Shrek. Which one of those doesn't pass the oh. Bechdel test? D- does doesn't. not or mm-hmm. does? Doesn't. So oh. that means the two of the three do. I'm actually surprised at that. Um. So I feel like Rocky is a red herring. Rocky would be the obvious one to say it doesn't because it's about a big strong boxer boy mm-hmm. uh, but I know still Stallone is, is like a pretty good rider and I'd like to th- think maybe he is has the capacity to include yeah I mean Expendables <laughs> 3 is just a piece of narrative <laughs> art so how could he not have messed up on Rocky okay I, I withdraw what I just said <laughs> <laughs> but, but Toy Story I feel like Pixar would have their shit together when it comes to this stuff mm-hmm. I'd hope so I would hope so. So I'm leaning towards Shrek. What do you think, Steve? I'm going to say not Shrek. You're going to say Rocky or what? I'm going to say Toy Story. I don't think it's Shrek because I think I think Rocky's the red herring and I don't think Shrek because like, there's just so many fucking characters in that movie talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be some <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I'm going to say Toy Story. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Shrek. Okay. 
Now, the first lesson, I don't know if you guys are properly Irish, Irish and have read the Bible, but the first lesson in the Bible is don't trust women. Uh, Genesis. <laughs> um, all of them oh, don't... Oh, all of them, you did a Richie on me. All of them don't pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> all of them. Do you want to know... <laughs> oh, no, Steve, I know how you feel now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear some other ones that don't pass the Bechdel test? Yeah, please. Yeah, go on. The original Star Wars trilogy... All of them. Yep. None yeah. of them passed the Bechdel yeah, test. The entire of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yep. All of them. None. Um, yep. Eternal wow. Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Doesn't pass. Wow. But I mean, uh, yeah. Sorry. One second, Lena. How mm-hmm. how long? Like, is there a time? You know, the the conversation. Is there like time factor in how long um, they need to talk? Thirty seconds, I think. It's Thirty seconds, I think. Oh, that's not a mm-hmm. lot of time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're not asking much. They got to be named. Um, Finding Nemo <laughs> doesn't pass. What? I was quite fascinated with some of these. Um, X-Men and The yeah. Lion King. <laughs> the Lion King? The Lion King. Well, really, there's only two male, like named male, female characters, aren't there? There's like Nala no, and um, I don't know if you remember the other one. But yeah, they don't no. talk to each other. But do you know what's it's really chill. important about the Bechdel test mm-hmm. is that like some of the most amazing female characters wouldn't pass either so Alien wouldn't pass even though it's got Ripley Ripley kicking ass for the entire movie but I think it's interesting because I think like a lot of the female strong in inverted commas strong female characters are often like portrayed as isolated and alone (laughs) because like you wouldn't have you know you wouldn't have a gang of them you wouldn't like there's just one and and she's an anomaly and she's like crazy and she's got superpowers (laughs) rather than just being like yeah I don't know It's, it's interesting but there's been like lots of great feminist films as well so we can't we can't admit. Yeah, anyway. Name name them. You can't, yeah, you can't exactly. leave us on the downer. Name them. <laughs> the new Ghostbusters film is great. Yeah. Throughout uh, okay. the whole of Legally Blonde, they barely talk oh. about men. <laughs> Miss Congeniality, great film. Mm-hmm. Great film. Um, yeah, there's loads. What about um, George of the Jungle? Where does that sit? Oh, man, I don't think that would pass, would it? Probably not. I, don't Probably think so. I, I literally no. think there's one named female it's Devastating. Don't feel too bad about it, Richie. It's just like it's the default. It's like this the movies seem to be one of the last ones to actually be catching on with this mm. entire thing. So like hopefully maybe in a couple of decades you won't have to freak out because your favorite movie doesn't pass. Yeah. I don't think any any there. of the like Shakespeare plays pass the Bechdel test to be honest. So like yeah, <laughs> we won't bash true. like modern filmmaking as chill. Um yeah, they weren't women weren't even women weren't even allowed to perform. They were dudes wearing wigs doing the female parts back then. <laughs> That's hot. It's quite funny. I feel like TV, <laughs> TV is is where maybe more of those movements are happening now. And you think the likes of um, you know all of the amazing TV that's that's hitting now, like Game of Thrones and House of Cards. I imagine they would pass with flying. Yeah, colors. definitely. Yeah. Or even like, have you seen really, Jessica Jones on Netflix? No, I haven't seen it. It's good. That's a, that's amazing. That's really like a good. feminist masterpiece. I would say, like, it's it, it's re- especially in terms of the superhero genre, like, which is famously been um incredibly mm. male dominated like marvel haven't put out a single female-led superhero movie which is ridiculous when you consider the fact that like 14 and it's such a big hollywood box office draw yeah. that not even a single one of them has been female-led yeah. having this like occupied the same cinematic universe but being entirely female-led and very articulately so is is wonderful there's wonder woman coming out soon i think as well wonder one's coming out this year and then marvel are putting out their first one which is miss Mar- or Captain Marvel which is two years I'm from excited. now yeah me too it's cool um, I've got loads of things we can talk about do you want to like where do you want to go do you want me to keep going through the the femictionary yeah go yep, for it keep on okay. testing us hold on let me find that I just I emailed them to you didn't I where have they gone 
Didn't email me. Uh, yeah. Flying oh, here bottom here. That was intentional. That was intentional. Okay. Rich will make a tit of himself. Oh shit, am I not allowed to say tit? <laughs> Lena, like, am I allowed to say tit? It's fine. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are, because you can say dick, so you can yeah, say tit. See, this is what I mean. I'm learning. I'm learning, you guys. Talk about oh, it. <laughs> actually, Lena, actually, yeah, I want to ask you about that. So my wife, Patricia, is from Brazil, and when she came over, um, Irish people say the word cunt a lot. <laughs> and um, and she, she was offended at it by, at first, and she's like, oh, my God, you can't say that. You're, de- you're degrading the, the, the part of the female mm. body. You're just using it to try and like, oh, be a chauvinist bastard. And I was like, am I? Oh, shit. But then after a while of living in Ireland, she's been here nearly um, mm. like two, one and a half years. She uses it all the time. Swear she's words like, yeah, are like no, a context. Well, do you know what? I, that's what I kind of like. I like when it's it's not a big deal to say because I feel like what's really interesting is like you can say dick, penis, blah, blah, blah whatever. And it, it's not it's not seen as a really extreme or violent piece of language. But when you use the word cunt, yeah. it's like seen as this like, oh, shock, like violence. Like it's it shouldn't have a shock factor around it. It should just be like saying well, you're a dick we say it so often in Ireland and I guess that like we actually we take we take other people other other, other English speakers like they get shocked when they hear him off and we say it and mm. like in zero context of it's not the huge big thing that you can't ever say like you would call your best friend a cunt if he got you the wrong beer or even if, if you got you the right beer it's just something <laughs> that you do affectionate hi <laughs> little cunt yeah <laughs> <laughs> with an English accent that sounds amazing <laughs> you, it's the thing I think in English it sounds a little bit more cutting it doesn't have the like round vowels behind it. it's like oh you can't <laughs> it sounds a bit more <laughs> doesn't quite have the same warmth no um, but work on it we'll have to warm up our cunts <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh we got a good one here Richie we picked the right person to explain oh, this to us Oh I'm going to get, oh dear. What's the next, uh, what's the next entry in the, the fem, femiction, femic, oh, whatever it is. M- mansplain. Lena, Lena, let me take Where this one. Lena, let me take this one. <laughs> Lena, let me take this one. <laughs> Sit down, Lena, I got this. <laughs> no, Lena, I want you to explain this to me because I feel if I try and explain this, then. <laughs> <laughs> Irony overload. Yeah. We'll just cut that as a little segment and then put it on like. A feminist part of the internet. Um, no, so, so <laughs> eat your life. Does it um, exist? Oh yeah, it's kind of like so. So there's parts of there's parts of the internet that I can go to that are kind of like 4chan for men, where I can just be like, this guy was a dick to me, and like all of the feminism will descend upon them, like like monkeys with like wings, <laughs> just be like. <laughs> Fly my cookies and I'm going to attack the man. I mean, like, is this? Uh, I mean, you know, we've all got to have nuclear weapons. It's, it's not ideal, but <laughs> yeah, like as long as you if, use it responsibly, only when you have to. Yeah, if the Meninists have 4chan, we have like weird Facebook groups of women who will go oh, and shut men down men's this. accounts. Anyway, it's all very exciting. Um, so femsplain, <laughs> sorry, femsplain would be yes. great. <laughs> I'll femsplain to use the mansplaining. Um, so <laughs> mansplain is when a, ma- a man explains something really slowly to a woman under the assumption that she doesn't understand it from the very beginning. Um, so in the way that he went to a fellow man. Okay. Yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah, that's, that, that is the most bullshit one. Well, I haven't heard yeah, the I, other ones, but like that one gets wait, me very angry. You mean... Okay, bu- not bullshit mm. is in you don't believe it. But oh, no, no, that's like, not me going, yeah. Lena, fuck <laughs> off, that doesn't shit. happen. Yeah, no, I just that wanted one to is... save you on that one, Richie. That's yeah, a load no, that... of cunts. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's that one my is... Irish accent coming along. Not well, I shouldn't yeah. fly over yet. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, one, uh, that one gets me really angry. Um, and I don't mm. know what it is that's like embedded in certain men that they feel like their penis is like a rolled up diploma that 
gives them the right to lecture people <laughs> on certain things. That's such an accurate visu- visual description. <laughs> a rolled up diploma. I think we found our uh, episode artwork. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I'm often having like men comment. So I have a YouTube channel. Do you want to plug it here? Give, give the name of it. Give the name of it. Plug. It's called Just Kiss My Frog because we all make up names for our artwork while drunk. <laughs> Not just oh, I can't believe we, are, we didn't no. mention it before now. Well, I, I had a segment at the end where we were going to like promote all of her stuff. So I know it's true. So, um, so on my channel, like I sometimes talk about feminism, but I talk about other things, but it can attract like very helpful men who like to explain feminism to me really slowly. And nice. when I make oh, a joke God. at them back in a like really tongue in cheek way, they'll then explain my joke back to me. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, oh, can we not? very beneficial we- for you as a content creator. I love- <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, it's, it's a really good use of my creative time. Um, oh, I imagine. But yeah, I love the it. Confluence, I have a really great, like- the confluence of mansplainers and YouTube commenters. <laughs> that Venn diagram, that center bit. That must just be a beautiful place to live. It's just a lot of people in their basements, living with their parents, eating Cheetos mm-hmm. <laughs> and typing on their little keyboards. Um, so yeah, um, another thing. So one that's quite key. So like the difference between gender and sex, which to be fair, isn't something I learned at school. It's only something I like really started talking about at university. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you guys like heard about the kind of difference between them and like what? What that's all about. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna try. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> that's cool. Um I'll femsplain to you. So yeah, so basically I, I think I think it's a really helpful way of talking about new kinds of feminism and new ways of like including men as well and why we need to like move the conversation on. Is that so basically I always thought about sex and gender as the same thing. So like your, your gender is like your genitals and then like, that's just who you are and your sex is either male or female. And that's not really the case. So sex, sex is what you are biologically born as. Um, and that can be interpreted as well. So like, obviously we see certain kinds of genitalia and we go, that is a female genitalia. Um, I say that all the time. <laughs> like that is, do you know what that was? Somebody drops their pants. That is some female genitalia you've got there. Um, hey, guys, this, this here. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, but then gender. So, so basically, um, in like, uh, 1990, uh, Judith Butler strolls in with her scrolls of education and writes this book called, um, gender trouble, which is all about the idea of gender as a performance, um, and how gender is very different from sex and you can be one gender and be, and, but be a different sex and that's, they can still coexist together. So like the idea of like, being a man and performing as a man are very different things. So you can, you could be like your sex could be like male, but you might not have masculine performative traits, but they're not intrinsically linked. Do you see uh, what I okay. mean? Okay. Yeah, I get then, you. I get you. Like, like one's like, yeah. you're filling out a medical form and it's like biologically relevant that you, your sex is a certain way, but then how you yeah. identify and live your everyday life is a different, more mm. ownable. And thing. it's actually not like real. So, so gender is a thing that you perform, but you're not, you're not actually biologically are. So like 10 years later, like this, this woman called Cordelia Fine, who fun fact is the daughter of um, Anne Fine, who wrote. Uh, Charlotte's Web. Did you ever read that? Oh, wait. Kid. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. So she birthed an academic called Cordelia Fine, who changed a different part of um, the world. And like she wrote this book called Delusions of Gender, where she completely like like debunks and dis- disproves this idea that men are born as men and have masculine traits and women are born as women and have female traits. Mm-hmm. So like a, a really interesting thing that happened to me was I, I a few years ago, I tried to join this movement called the 50-50 Parliament um, campaign, where they're, they're still going. They're trying to like, campaign for 50% of parliament to be women 
that's pretty much the whole goal. It's pretty clear. Um, but it's really interesting because I was alongside feminists who were in that in like meetings where who were older than me and they, they were saying stuff like we, we were agreeing on the output like the output was we want 50 percent of, of parliament to be women but her reasoning was like i think parliament needs women because women are more nurturing and they're naturally oh. you know more giving <laughs> and they're they really they're, you know and it does that's because another generation doesn't consider gender and sex to be different. So I right. say we should have 50% of women because my experience is, is tailored to how people perceive my gender. Whereas right. her, her idea of gender was that that's intrinsically who we are. And like the yeah. world needs more mother mothering in its, in its life. And yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I take, like whenever that kind of stuff comes up, I could take a little bit of offense because I consider myself pretty damn like warm and nurturing when it comes to that kind of stuff. I know this seems like my, mm, seem, yeah. like, I feel, I feel kind of silly saying that now, <laughs> but I feel like that's my own, that's like my mm. own thing. But I do consider myself to have those kind of tendencies and that, that capacity within me to feel that way and project that kind of feeling. And so to hear yeah. that it's a gender specific thing, it's kind yeah, of disgusting. Yeah, it feels quite limiting on everyone, yeah, right? Like it, it feels like, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I have had the same thing as well. Like, I'm growing up, I've never, I would never have been called out as being the fine specimen of a male masculine form <laughs> whenever I was, like, striding around in secondary school or whatever. You didn't have me there, which is Steve, that's why. But, yeah, you would have kept on calling me that. I would tell you that every <laughs> single day. Go on. <laughs> if only. You're yeah, the George, yeah, you're the George of my jungle, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging from trees. <laughs> Watch out for that tree, uh, Steve. The tree's full of patriarchy. <laughs> Don't fly into it. The patriarchy just kept me down the entire time. I was trying to be myself because I wasn't playing football or I wasn't doing all the things that are yeah. supposed to be stereotypically male. Yeah, but, right, mm. right there with you, buddy. Right there with you. And I'm I just think bad like, at football. It's not my fault. <laughs> I won most improved player of the year back in 2002 in my school. Just saying. <laughs> I was. Thanks for participating, Richie. Thanks <laughs> for participating. Yes, what yes more privilege. <laughs> you were really shit, and now you're slightly less shit. So here, have a trophy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's really like another misconception is that women don't understand how gender affects men. Right? Do you say that's true? Yeah. So like, I think like again, like it's kind of like it's not like we don't think about it. In fact, like we're probably more. I think as as well, like. I think uh, talking to a lot of women, like a, f a common female experience is to have male friends that talk to them about their issues, but don't talk to their male friends. <laughs> and oh, it, it's, it yeah. Might, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's sure. always like, like, it's like an, um, like it could be, can be an, like another form of emotional labor, but it's also really interesting, but it's kind of like, we're, we're more likely to actually to understand how masculinity affects men because we know how we know so well how femininity affects women you know whereas like pe men who are enacting masculinity really well and are getting all the rewards of it and are like the best gaston in the country <laughs> like just like eating eggs and like i don't know punching women i don't know what my men anyway, have you, you seen know. beauty and the beast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a taylor's oldest time i hear yeah. um but like th there is this thing of like pat the idea of patriarchy hurts everybody it doesn't just hurt women and part of being a feminist is understanding that. Um, but, but it's also like realizing that the way that gender expectations affect men is, is bad, but oh, it's different. So like, for sure. So like, like, to, so that, that, um, to, to, to go back to, sorry, what I was saying earlier about the rubber bandits, mm -hmm. that, that conversation yeah. that one of the rubber bandits had on the late, late show was about that. How we start talking about feminism was he's been, his group has been touring around Ireland and they, because they're mm -hmm. a very kind of Irish centric group, they tour around to like all of the counties and they go to these smaller mm. rural areas and 
they're very kind of like men of the people kind of band and they spend that like their time afterwards talking to people and going out for drinks with them and stuff and he mm. just sees this trend with like men in Irish rural communities where they just feel all of this social pressure to be a man and to pay yeah. for the dinner on a date and to do mm. all of these things and if they mm. don't if they can't perform up to that for economic reasons or for just whatever personal reasons they have they feel less they feel like less of a human mm. being as a whole as a result and that's why he was saying that feminism this whole notion of addressing the imbalance and realizing no you guys are peers you're equal you're in this together and it's mm. like a 50 50 thing in its entirety it takes a lot of that social strain off of them and they feel yeah just better as a whole let like they feel less less if that makes sense mm. And also probably more pleasant to be around, less likely oh, yeah. to become terrorists or commit suicide or <laughs> like all of these things that like we see. Again, it, there's a danger of, of me as a woman being like, have you noticed that most terrorism, terrorists are male? Do you think it's because men are evil? Or like, have you noticed that most shit politicians are male? Do we think that's wait. a male thing? And like, oh, wait, <laughs> wait a second, Lena, you're right. Theory. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Lena, you're it's right. Like, Steve. Steve, join the you dots, Join the dots, guys. Get the pins and the string out. We've got we've got a breakthrough. Oh my god! Um, um, so yeah, but but the but it's not, it's not that. Like we know it's yeah. not that. We know it's more that like masculinity is failing everybody. Um, yeah. and what and while yeah, well, yeah, yeah I it's don't the know. patriarchy, isn't it? Like it's the system that's designed around all of us. It's not mm. like it's it's the system that was designed by men in the past to put themselves in charge, and the world has progressed this far, mm. and now basically we're all still paying for it. So when you yeah. say that, oh, it's all men that are, that are terrorists and men that run the corrupt systems that are there, that is true. But it's not that men are, like the, these individual men are doing it by active choice. It's that they are men who are built into the patriarchal system, which is designed to promote them to do those terrible things. Mm. And I think, as, yeah, like while like the idea of being female, which is obviously fictional, like forces me into like assumed positions like, positions of inferiority, positions of silence, positions of, it also forces me like as one of the stereotypes and one of the stereotypes that becomes true is that we're quite social. <laughs> like part of, part of the stereotype is to connect to other people. So while women are much likely, much more likely to be killed by men and much more likely to be hit by men and much more likely to be poor <laughs> and, and have their rights taken away from them, they're, they're much less likely to commit suicide because th this struggle isn't as internal. And in some ways I kind of wonder, I'm like, of course, this idea of gender and how it comes about would would come around come about um in circles of women <laughs> because we're just more likely to talk about it you know it's, it's affecting us more more likely to talk about it but it doesn't mean that like it, it's not real for everybody it's just like yeah i don't know it's, it's weird you can't really it's really it's really shit to like compare struggles do you know what i mean and while i'm like yeah. oh yeah i think it probably is worse for women um <laughs> on balance i'd say probably worse but at the same time like yeah, but yeah look this is this is this, yeah. this episode is called what am feminism let's not, not mm. let's not spend a lot of time complaining about the woes of men <laughs> oh yeah no that's true but I'm, i think it's also like important to be like yeah i don't know yeah yeah no, i mean it, it, it's <laughs> a good thing it would it would help mm. everybody guys like it don't don't automatically mm. have a knee-jerk reaction to think that feminism mm. means that they're coming after your testicles it, it, these <laughs> yeah, people exactly. are trying to make the world a better place and you are part of yeah. it so just fucking lay off dude <laughs> yeah. stop and, uh, guarding your testicles so much god just let them hang out <laughs> Uh, I think um, is it studies studies have shown that like fifty percent of your ancestors are probably women. So like <laughs> <laughs> alternate facts. It's just, Nina, I mean, like, uh, fake, yeah, that's, that's just a, a rough estimate. We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> the test is still being run, but I think fifty percent of them are women. <laughs> so like, yeah. oh, Fantastic. yeah. Um, cool. Um, do you want me to keep going through? 
Like, yep, let's do another one. Yeah, yeah. Let's do another one. You're addicted. It's like an adrenaline rush. It's like, do another one. A vagitid, please. <laughs> okay. Intersectional feminism. How do you feel about that? Do we know? Do we have an idea of that or? Richie, I'm going to let you take this one. <laughs> oh, that's a nice dodge you got there, Steve. Da, 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 da. <laughs> What's it called again? Say, I'll go. Interse- <laughs> intersectional feminism. Intersectional? Uh, do you want me to go? Is, is <laughs> I don't want to leave do, you. Like, do, like, am I required to like take a guess at it or do, do a... I mean, you can do, if you want. Intersectional I'm, feminism. I'm, Fuck, what would I even be? Uh, <laughs> is this like the confluence of different feminist ideals? <laughs> No. Yeah. Well, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, it, but uh, also me, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I want to be nice, not, but no, yeah, because, but because no, you're wrong. Because you're very, very wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, in a no kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, um, it also sounds like women who are really bad at driving and can't use intersections, which is not true. Um, it's not that. Um, no, it's um, so intersectional feminism. So, so basically, like. There are waves, I think it's important to note these waves of feminism or whatever we call them, which we have to bear in mind are a Western idea. Like they're not, feminism didn't start in the 1800s. (laughs) Feminism has been going on for a while, but we've only started calling it feminism um, from the 1800s onwards. And we've only started having these idea of waves. So, so, you know, like, did anybody, did you like study the hierarchy of needs like anywhere? Yes. And like uni yes. or something. Like so, where like at the bottom is like safety and shelter. And, yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. you, before you can think about like Aristotle or like ideas of gender, you have to have these things at the bottom, like food and shelter <laughs> and safety. Um, so like the same goes for feminism. So like first wave feminism was the suffragettes and people who wanted um, the vote. Like that's literally all they were like, we literally just want the fucking vote guys. We'll get to the rest of it later. Like, just give us the vote and then we can talk about the rest. Um, so they, they really like first wave feminism is really about the vote and um, also access to education and therefore employment. And that was like it, but that to most people's standards ruled out a lot of the time, the idea of race and feminism, because a lot uh, of the, yeah, a lot yeah. of suffragettes were white. They weren't concerned about um, women who weren't white <laughs> partly because they were kind of racist and partly because they were like, look, we're going to solve this issue and then we'll get to you people, <laughs> which is awful. You people. Um, but <laughs> that was, that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they probably said. Probably not. You're probably not. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what they said in the film. <laughs> um, oh, <okay>. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Carrie Mulligan said in the film. Um, no, so, so that's, so, so second and third wave feminism has tried to be a lot more intersectional. Um, so their concerns after we got the vote, but bear in mind, I would argue that without the vote and without the idea of education and the idea of employment, we wouldn't have been able to even be able to get to second wave feminism. So I'm, I'm yeah. thankful for first wave feminism, but second wave feminism um, took in the idea of race and also the idea of like social sexism, not just like lawful sexism. Um, and part, part of that is including other races. So to be fair, you could be a feminist in theory, in, in theory, you could be a feminist uh, and also be transphobic. Because it doesn't include everybody. <laughs> so when we say like women and men are equal, you also have to have the conversation about what you think a woman is. So a p- mm. s- somebody who can call themselves a feminist might not be considered an intersectional feminist because they're not considering the rights of women who like who are disabled <laughs> or women who are black or women who are um, transgender. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So like so it, really all feminists should be intersectional in my opinion. So in, but intersectionalism by definition, is kind of about like you, you can't just concentrate on this one struggle. You need to realize how the struggle affects people that aren't just like you. 
Yeah, yeah. So there's this, this fun term, misogynoir, <laughs> which that I really like enjoy. Sounds like a really nice wine. I mean, I don't enjoy misogynoir, to be, to be clear, but I enjoy the word and how it... Misogynoir. Um, uh, so misogynoir is, means... Um, so misogyny is the hatred of women. Misogynoir is the hatred of black women. So you, as a white woman, I have to consider that my experience of sexism is very, very different from um, um, somebody who might be a black woman. Right. Because yeah, sure. there's two layers there, and I only understand one of the layers. <laughs> so it's like it's like having like one lens in my glasses. I'm like, I can kind of see what you're seeing, yeah. <laughs> but it probably looks a bit different. So yeah, that's what intersectional feminism is. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> just why we're talking about the waves, actually, I just want to point out that um, we did talk about the first wave of feminism when we were talking about the voting episode, and I just yes. want to point out that I made quite a few mistakes that I got yeah. corrected. So, so oh, Lena, no. this is why Lena, this is why we need you because the one time we tried to touch on feminism even a little bit even just tangentially we fucked it up royally. it wasn't like it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad it was just specifically about switzerland so uh, lily okay. who was a listener from switzerland got in touch on twitter to point out that um i said it was like in the 50s or the 60s that women in switzerland got the vote I got the vote kind of trying to point out how late it was actually mm-hmm. 1971 oh um, and not just that but I said that that was the seven cantons, like the regions, but turns out there aren't seven cantons. There are 26, which I don't know where I got seven from. And not only that, but one of them only gave the vote to women as late as 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's a lot worse than I'd made it out over there. Yeah. I'm running out of places to be able to emigrate to, to be honest, because I was really excited about this Irish passport. And then I realized I can't get an abortion. So I was like, oh, I don't really know. Uh, Maybe Switzerland, Swiss let everybody in. No, sounds a bit shit too. It's all, oh man. Don't come here. Don't come here. (laughs) New Zealand sounds sweaty. They sound like they've got like a lot of like humidity around there. I'm not sure about that. A lot of sheep. No, as well. I don't think so no, it's the up. Op- no, yeah, they're actually kind of cold. They're kind of like they're kind of like the same weather as what we have, but just with more Lord of the Ringsy kind of landscapes. <laughs> I'm sure they really love you. Call it Lord Lord of the Ringsy. Oh, is it kind of like how Irish people don't like films about Ireland? Like, do you like PSL of you? No, because that's a fucking terrible <laughs> film. Yeah. Hey, Lena, 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 back off. Lena, you don't know what you're talking about there. They had they had Jared Butler play the stereotypical Irish heartthrob. He's from Scottish he's gentleman. From, what a he's from, he's he from Paisley in Scotland. He's from he's like he's oh. Now you know how women felt when men played women in Shakespearean plays. I don't know if they've I don't yeah, okay. I maybe I can almost feel how, how angry they are, but yeah, that was terrible. And don't don't even mention almost... Leap Year. Don't mention Leap Year. <laughs> oh, I can almost feel my Irish passport being revoked. We're just tearing one page off at a time. Is there like an annulment period where they just take it back off you? Do you remember when we mentioned that Ireland's a really small country? I'm just going to walk outside, knock on the door and say, hey, Mr. Prime Minister, this Lena one, take it back. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you all know each other. You're all at the same pub, right? I do. I do actually know the T-shirt, but that's different. (laughs) That's a story for another day. Steve dropping that bomb on this political podcast, 12 episodes deep. I know. Fucking hell. You know you know the Taoiseach? I've met him loads of times and I have his number on my phone. And if he sees me on the street, hold he kind of recognises me, on. but doesn't remember hold why. Shut up right now. When I approach have you I about... Have that? No, when I approach you about making a political podcast and we talk, we had an episode specifically about Irish politics. Sorry, Lena, we'll get back to you in a second. But we had an episode about Irish... <laughs> it's, it's chill, it's chill. <laughs> we had an episode about Irish politics and you had the Taoiseach's phone number in your phone right next to your computer as you were recording this. And we didn't call him up. I also have uh, Michael D. Higgins' number. Fuck off! 
all of the times we've mentioned Michael D. Higgins and you've men- never mentioned you've had have his phone number. Well, why would I ring him? <laughs> he's, he's busy being the president, Richie. What do you want to do? I want to tell him how adorable he is. I'm sure he knows. Vote for him again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, anyway. I- we'll talk about this after the show, Steve. <laughs> it's chill, it's chill. Feminism, whatever, let's go. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Get it over with. Jesus. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You guys, you guys talk. I'm going to be over here just chilling. <laughs> okay, Lita, um, go for one of the other topics. Okay, oh. um, one second. Can I just, can I, can I go to the loo? I really need a wee. Yeah, because me and Steve needs to have some <laughs> shit we need to hash out. You so you go wee. I'm just going to go to the loo. One second. <laughs> Are you ladies still there? Yeah, we yep, got there. Steve distracted me with juicy, juicy gossip. <laughs> I missed the locker room talk. I'm devastated. Okay, shall I read out what I've got left? It, and you can pick your faves out of yeah. rape culture, <laughs> rape culture, male gaze, victim blading, manspread, feminazi. Any of those? Take your. Okay, take your fancy. tell you what we do. We're going to speak. We're going to lightning round this. Because I feel like we do okay. need to talk about all of these things, but I mean, we're just not going to go into many all, tangents. It is a storm in a teacup, so I think maybe a lightning round would be appropriate. Um, let's do so, it. let's do it. Rape culture. Rape culture um, is the um, culture surrounding the idea of rape, where women are blamed for rape and not men. So, in the same way that if, say, if if you were a man and your watch was stolen, you wouldn't be told to not own a watch, or maybe you shouldn't wear your watch out in public, or maybe you should think about who sees your watch. Lena, can we do a? <laughs> sorry, I know I know we said no tangents, yeah. but. A quick aside, Steve was okay. out last weekend and actually lost his watch. So I'm going oh, to go against sorry, that and Steve, say, Steve... I didn't know that was a bit of a trigger. Yeah, it's okay. It was my own fault. <laughs> yeah. Steve shouldn't own well, a watch. you shouldn't blame... <laughs> Did you show the man who stole your watch your watch? I don't, I don't actually... Did you let him you wear it, your no, watch? It's, it's my own fault. I put myself into such a state with alcohol that I just... Uh, I just I left myself open to have my watch taken from me you just, or you were just flaunting me, that watch me, do you remember your watch, watch being stolen because are you sure that it was stolen just because you can't I find actually, it maybe you lost it yeah or I gave it to somebody <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't stolen I just don't know what happened to the watch I don't okay. think this is a good analogy considering the seriousness of I the don't topic. know if we have the time for that yeah. but oh there we go oh <laughs> god damn <laughs> No, it is, it is a suit. Obviously, it's a very, very serious issue. Yeah, sorry. I mean, but when it's a lightning round, you can't take it too seriously. And, it. Um, but yeah, so that's what rape culture is. It's the idea that um, women need to be trained into not putting themselves in risky, risky situations, um, while the rate of people who are convicted for rape um, is like the super low, the lowest of all the crimes, the lowest yeah. of the low, you know. Um, the male gaze um, is the idea that lots of culture is directed as if you were a man. So a lot of like, even in like films where you wouldn't expect it to be there or it's not particularly relevant, you'll just see random like glimpses of the woman's midriff, like just big shots of it for no reason. And like lingering gazes on on female bodies or um, women dressed in music videos naked that have, there's nothing to do with the context of anything. And it's predominantly for the benefit of men. I just saw Fate of the Furious last week and that was (laughs) ripe. (laughs) 
<laughs> Zoe came out of the theatre screaming, well, that was right with male gaze. <laughs> Everyone else has gone, oh, did you see that Lamborghini? And I'm like, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> male gaze. I love it. Um, the, the, the other male gaze thing is like the assumption that all lesbian porn is for the benefit of men. And that, like, you know, like the whole like, oh, kiss my girlfriend, I want to watch. It's like that idea that female sexuality is purely there to entertain men and not in its own right. Yeah. yeah that's Again, a, not yeah, that, that fun. That, that seems like a pretty fair one. Like, I mean, straight yeah. off, yeah, I guess lesbians would like to watch lesbian porn. Stop yeah. hogging it, Yeah, dude. exactly. <laughs> Share it around. And thanks to the magic of the internet. Um, no. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, victim blaming is part of, of rape culture. We've been over that. Um, manspread. Do you know what that is? It's not like a really fun type of like yeah. sunflower spread. When I, when I found <laughs> out about it, I've become so conscious about it. Like I, yeah, it's like, it's, it's something mm. you realize that you just do because you're a man. It's yeah. really, you just pull yeah. yourself together. You're like, oh shit, what was I doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm a mess. Yeah. It's where you spread your legs super wide, like on a bus or something like that, because you've got balls yeah. down there. <laughs> Which need a lot of airing, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Strictly um, ballroom. That's what that movie was about, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and then the last term was feminazi, which is weird because the feminazis killed people and feminism just wants women to have some parties and some fun. So you said you said feminazi (laughs) is a feminazi like a real thing? Are you making are you saying female Nazis? So feminazi is a term that men use to degrade the idea of feminism and so yeah. so i've been called a feminazi a lot which basically means that i'm out to kill men <laughs> when really oh what i'm asking Steve, is for, did you for not to kill me <laughs> so it's, 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 to kill us? It's, a, it's a way of being like oh the feminazis are after me um and like making it into this like basically trivializing genocide but then also being like like just being like oh the, these women are crazy <laughs> they're like hitler yeah. it's the basically like a hitler argument I Hitler think, was a feminist. I can't oh think God. of um, any portmanteau that in- insults as many people so quickly and efficiently as feminazi. <laughs> I know it's pretty like, but the the problem is we don't really have like, I mean like the term for, for men who are like that is like meninist, which doesn't mean anything. That's just an ist and an extra ist. <laughs> yeah. Feminazi is actually like, like, it's more evocative. Yeah. Or like, um, e- um, um, MRAs. It's what they call themselves, men's rights activists. Oh, that's. Yeah. I was actually going to ask: do the, do the guys that like exist on the internet to to basically to, to counterculture guys? Do they actually call themselves meninists, or do they do the MRAs or what? I mean, I think they just call themselves right. I think. Oh, I think it's the term dicks. they use. Yeah. Both in the both in the political like directional sense and also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> anointed is another word. You know. Anointed. Know. Really. <laughs> and there's there's one man right and he goes on to all my videos and i get an, a, a comment once a day that's like i really think you should go on the atkins diet lena <laughs> i've seen that you don't Whoa. have a boyfriend I, lena, I see that you no. don't have a, i haven't seen a boyfriend anywhere on the internet and i think that maybe you should go on the atkins diet and i've like blocked him oh, a few times no. he just makes new accounts and he's like lena you've been really putting on some weight recently i really want you to no. find a nice boy <laughs> he's my baby no Oh my god! There's one guy called Ron who emails me and he offers to buy my underwear, but he like he'll. Ah. But then he, when I when I ignored him, he then emailed me and was like, "No, you're right. You don't have to buy the underwear. I'll post you the underwear and you can return it in a ziploc bag." <laughs> 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 but that's like quite Fuck normal. You, like, that happens to all my friends. 
<laughs> but again, fuck. It's not fun though. Do you know what the thing is? I was talking to some people about this and like, I, I was, <laughs> that happens to all of my friends, like literally systematically across the board. What? But again, like men don't really see it because it's not a fun thing to turn up to a party and go, oh, I got like 10 rape threats today. Like it's not a fun, like in some ways, like feminism is really fun, but it's also like not that fun. So that another reason that you might not hear about it that much is that like, it's not, it's not good news. So you, like... You don't want to bring down a mood, you know. You don't want to bring down a podcast about comedy and politics. No, 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 Richie. This is how it always ends. No, actually, Lena. Yeah, this is how our podcast ends. Like the the crushing realism (laughs) of the world around me hits me towards the Mm -hmm. end of our podcast, and I get really sad and contemplative and just kind of disappear. So if I trail off, that's why. (laughs) But you showed, Richie. You showed. This is this is the world. And if any of our endings about whatever topic you need to feel sad and upset and want to make things better, surely this is one of them. This is the absolute pits, Lena. <laughs> Consider yourself galvanized. But yeah, but I like I'll get like quite regular rape threats, but it's just like normal. Oh, what? But That's like, not normal, but, but, no, no, Lena. Don't no, use that no, no, no. <laughs> Don't don't say that. No. But if That's you ask like any bullshit. But if you ask any women who exist online, like that is the like that's not even just like oh yeah that happened to me once it's like oh yeah that also happens to me weekly and then also like with my friends we'll both have had the same trolls for years but have never talked about it and they'll be like oh does that guy message you too and it's like yeah for fuck's sake when you guys discuss it are you, are you nonchalant about it are you just like oh this is part of being a personality on the internet or are you I really hope that you're fucking disgusted about it we we do talk about it and it is like gross but then at the same time you have to find it funny like there's no way you can carry on you can't just actually imagine that people are going to come around and attack you so you have to just be like gotta exist gotta keep you know i don't know lena for as speaking as two guys on this podcast i don't know what it means but we are sorry this is the absolute pit i don't think we need to apologize richie i think what we need to do is that if we ever know that a guy is doing that we need to tell them to fucking stop so this actually i have the only way to stop this yeah yeah, so mm-hmm. I have one question. I have one genuine question in my notes. Okay. Mostly it's just <laughs> stupid goofs about Georgia the Jungle and Awesome Powers. But I have one genuine, sincere question here. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, I, so I have friends in my life who I, I would say are misogynists. Like, not Manny, to be fair, but like definitely like one mm-hmm. in particular. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I won't say his name. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, I'll give, a, I'll give a super vague clue just so people listen, <laughs> listen can start gossiping his about initials. it. initials. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do a podcast with him. <gasps> so anyway, on to the question. <laughs> oh. Fight back there. It, yeah. I don't even want to fight back. I just feel <laughs> sad now. <laughs> no, it's not Steve at all. Steve, Steve's oh. not at all, at all, at all. No, but oh. there, is a, there is a guy in my life who I have semi-regular contact with and mm-hmm. during interactions with him, occasionally comments come up like, okay, one situation in particular that came up a while back was we were all, there's a group of us, we were all watching TV and it was some sort of documentary and they were doing these things where they were flashing back to footage from the past and then interviewing people in the present day. And they were doing this constantly throughout the show and it was mostly men, I think it was some sort of music documentary or something. And then it showed a woman and a flashback to her in the past and she was a very pretty lady. She was in her like early 20s, um, stunning, stunning woman. But then when it cut to her in the present, she was she was in her 50s and she looked fantastic. Like she looked really, really mm. good. But the guy, the guy who I'm talking about now, saw her mm. when he was she was younger and then saw her now. And he was like, what the fuck happened there? 
You know what I mean? Even though we had seen <laughs> like footage of like time. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tem- temporal yeah. reality. Yeah, but even though we had seen like footage of men go th- uh, who look far worse, far, far worse in their 50s yeah, What happened now. to them? Lots of drugs. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They look like shit. Like they just look like, but like he didn't, it didn't even like in his head, it didn't warrant commenting mm. on, but it did for her. And there's other things like yeah. watching, like I think it was almost in that same sitting and then her music thing like Beyonce came on singing a song about female empowerment and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, the tits on her. Like that kind of thing. Like what I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And so like when this kind of things happen and like I'm in a group of guys and the rest of the guys wouldn't be misogynists, but maybe they're not actively mm. participating in feminist discourse. Like how do you begin dealing with that? Yeah. So, so, so like, right with, and I know this is like, there's two ways to answer this. There's one like school him the fuck out and like tell him off and like, rah, rah, rah. but also like, I know that human shame plays a lot into, um, in, into like changing people's minds. So like, while, while I want to be like, why well, he deserves us to be called out and to be schooled on that. And you should write a slam poem about him and like, tell him, <laughs> tell him what's way ahead of you. Steve, drop a beat. Get that one of those snap decisions that Teresa likes to make. But like you uh, pragmatically, and I don't know if this is the right thing to say or the most feminist thing to say, but like pragmatically, the fastest way to make him feel like that's not the right behavior is to make it a little bit shameful, but also just really uncool. So part of like Catelyn Moran's like theory is like, she's like, you know what? We can, we can academic, academic, what's the word? Be academic about feminism and explain why it's logical. But at the the end of the day, like being logical isn't sexy. It's not fun. It's not, it can be dry. Whereas like, do you know what would be faster if we just made feminism cool? (laughs) If we made it like the cool thing and uh, that can often, and then people's reason can play into it later and they can see that it makes sense. But actually just making like not not putting any gravitas behind being sexist and like not making not laughing <laughs> do you know what I mean like I think I think that it's not like it's 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 like you you a feminine one feminist act can be to argue and to reason but sometimes it's not people aren't receptive to that in in yeah. in the right situation and often it takes a lot of interactions before you can get to a point where you can have a long conversation like that so, but to get to that point you can just be like, don't like yeah. don't crafting laugh. an environment yeah. where that kind of uh, those kind of yeah. comments just aren't received well at all. Yeah, definitely. And it's like it's not even like a telling off because you don't like I think shame breeds anger and defense. But like right. if, yeah. it, but if it's more like about listening and then being like, so when he says something misogynistic that has a question attached to it or something that you could ask, just be like, why do you think that? Or like, what's your you know, because you want to you want to believe that everybody has their own reasonings for things. So it's like just getting them because often like stuff like that is ignorant. Like somebody said, like the opposite of feminism is ignorance. <laughs> it's not genuinely right. the belief that men are, men are be- better than women. It's that they just haven't thought it through. Yeah, <laughs> and like often sure, like sure. it's, it's more like just getting people to think it through themselves rather than being like, no, yeah. <laughs> you're wrong. But also <laughs> I think like as, as time goes on, less women will date him like less and less. <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just like he'll soon, like he would just realize that he, you know, I don't know. Actually just, yeah, just, on that one, you know, we had, I haven't actually asked it yet, but I wanted to. It was one that I have in my notes to ask. What do you think of women that say that they aren't feminists? And I don't mean the pol- the politicians and the ones that are leading the. I mean, like just day to day, girls are like, oh, I don't care about that. I think that as a woman, it is your right to identify yourself how you want, um, and that's not. It can be not helpful, but it's also okay <laughs> to not call yourself feminist. I think, but. 
Um, logic suggests that while I wouldn't stop, so, like, I wouldn't force somebody to call themselves a feminist because I think it'd be quite ironic uh, <laughs> when it's all about freedom. Um, but like logic suggests that the only reason they're allowed to say that they're not a feminist or like they're allowed to even tell people they're not a feminist or like have something to say or like have a platform to say on is because of feminism. You know, like they, they have to see there's an irony to the fact that they they don't want to be a feminist but they're benefiting from it and like part of the like really generous part of feminism is is like feminism will benefit everybody whether they like it or not you know like whether whether that woman wants to fight for fem for equality she'll probably get it because that's how like law works and that's how culture works is that she will benefit from it even if she doesn't want to <laughs> you know yeah but i mean i mean yeah but not like i guess we're assuming that the so, person may have thought about it but like what can you say to someone that hasn't mm. even just hasn't even bothered to get their head around it like i guess in the same sense that someone says oh i don't care about voting it's not for it's not for, it's not my mm. business and then in the same way that a girl might be living her life and i go oh, i don't care about feminism you think it's okay because eventually if enough people do say i am feminist that the world will get better mm. while they're too busy not caring yeah yeah i think that that's, but that's, also that's like okay. yeah, the, the problem is that. That they, they are probably caring so i think also it's really helpful to just like let them live their lives be close to them, care about them, watch what they're doing. And then when they do something feminist, be like, that was a bit feminist of you. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, yeah. it's like a Pavlovian response, training a dog, you just give them a little treat yeah. when they do yeah, something like, like that. It's, it's, yeah. Or like, it's likely that they're doing it, but they didn't label it feminism. But when you understand the definition of feminism, you're like, you're already being a feminist. And I already really care about the verb. I already care about doing feminism. So I'm like, you're doing it. Like we can have an argument about what you call it, but like, let's have that, that argument while we're running towards feminism. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, it doesn't really matter. I don't know. It does matter about the name. Um, but, right. um, I don't know. It's kind of secondary to the actions, I think. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I don't know. That's great. Oh, that's a, that's a happy ending, yeah. Richie. <gasps> Yay. <Hooray>. For once. <laughs> How off-brand of us. <laughs> I'm sure it will take a turn for the worse again next week. There'll be more, there'll be more Lena, depressing things to talk about. This has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. Oh, look at <laughs> that. Good. Lena, so I was listening to your podcast there yesterday in preparation for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And you guys mm -hmm. do um, sound reviews of books you read. <gasps> we do. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you, yeah, if you would do a sound review <laughs> of What on Politics. So do you want to explain the premise of the sound review first? <laughs> okay. So um, the sound reviews, um, I have a, a podcast called The Banging Book Club where we review books about sex. Um, so at the beginning, we do a sound review. Um, and at the end, we ask the question, would you have sex with this book? <laughs> Which is always an interesting one. Um, you don't have yeah, to so ask this, answer the no. second question. <laughs> would you have sex with this podcast? Um, but yeah, so um, the sound review. So, um, my, so, so my sound review for the patriarchy would be like, uh, oh. <laughs> You see, so, so like, but, but my 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 sound review for um, Alison Beckdale and the Beckdale test would be ooh, <laughs> and, and so like for this podcast I'd go ah, ah. how's that <laughs> enthusiastic interest. Uh, if you can convert that into iTunes reviews somehow, <laughs> then yes, we're golden. Uh, it's like a very pleased dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to do a sound review for feminism? What's your sound review, review for feminism? feminism? <laughs> Just oh, all of feminism, globally. No, I, 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 I might cut in a Beyonce track at this point, but that, that would be about as close as I could get to audio reviewing all that's of feminism. Fair. I'm pretty sure that's what inspired one. Beyonce's last album was sound review of feminism. Yep. I'm going to give it a go. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that was excellent. Uh, yeah, I'll double down on that. <laughs> United. Lena, thank you so, 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 so much. I'll put a link to all no of your problem, stuff in the, in the show description if people want to check you out any further. Mm-hmm. Do you want to plug your Twitter or anything like that? Um, yeah, you can follow me. I'm at Lena Norms, L-W-E-N-A-N-O-R-M-S. Um, and also, can I give you guys some links of like cool feminist things that people can read about if they want to? They're not things that I've written because I'm not the best, but I think there's like lots of stuff that you can read about that's like totally not boring, but a cool way to learn. Yeah, do that, do Mm. that. That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, Thank you to everyone who's been listening. Um, If you do like it, share and subscribe and all of that good stuff. And leave a review on iTunes as well. Um, Trying Mm -hmm. to to double down on that if we can at all. Uh, Thank you to Supermarket Love for the theme music. I keep forgetting to thank him on every episode. I'm afraid he's going he to get mad at me. He deserves it. He deserves it. It is excellent. It's an excellent theme music. And I always, in the in every show notes, I always include links to his Spotify, his iTunes and all that stuff. So if you do want to follow him, you can check him out there. Or if you're in the San Mateo area of California, he recently texted me his address. So you can just head to San Mateo and just drive around and shout for him. And you can reach him that way as well. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do that for Lena. <laughs> <laughs> Lena, where do you live? <laughs> I just live on Twitter, like all feminists. Uh, yeah, and they yeah. get you there anyway. So, yeah, so yeah. All right, thank you so much, Lena. It's been an absolute pleasure. Any sort of feminist sign-off? Is that a thing? Um, smash the patriarchy with a really Woo-hoo. soft hammer. <laughs> Kindly. 